Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the Kyogen's Imperial Senior Ladies Final, which takes place in Kingspan Breffney tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. Um, we're also going to be looking back over last weekend's actions in the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship quarterfinals. Um, as well as the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate and Senior Championship. It was the final group games in both those championships. So we're going to look ahead now to the Kyogen's Imperial Senior Championship Ladies Final. It's on in Kingspan Breffney, 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And uh, to preview it, I'm delighted to be joined by Cavan coach Brian Donoghue, ahead of the big game. Brian, thanks a million. Uh, briefly, looking back on the year with, with Cavan ladies, just before we, we get into the senior final, um, a good finish in the end as in a great performance against Westmead Yes, uh, yes, Damien. Firstly, it's great to be here. Thanks a million for the invite. Um, look, overall, I would say, say we definitely progressed as, as, as a senior inter-county team and um, we have plenty of potential. We have loads of potential and um, <clears throat> just dipping into the future, you know, it's going to take a massive effort next year, but I, I, I believe we can win an Ulster Championship and, you know, these county finals now will hopefully see some of the quality that's in our county senior team come to the fore. Yeah, it's great. It's great to have a novel pairing and I suppose it being novel, everybody knew Crush Law was going to come, but, you know, would would everyone have expected it to be so fast? No, I don't think so. No, look at a fair play to them. Like they were, they were uh, amalgamated with Ca- uh, Castle Rahan then there for a few years. But look at they have the numbers and 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 they've pumped a lot of work into their underage and they have the three primary schools. So look, it's a total no brainer to go out on your own and to progress from intermediate right through the senior ranks to make a senior final is no mean achievement and uh, they're going to take a lot of stopping. Yeah, they are. I suppose for like twenty sixteen was their first year competing at intermediate level and and progress straight through last year obviously beaten finalists um, would have would have given them huge motivation for this year but then Mullahorn have been beaten in the final as well a couple of years back against Lorgan so both sides are coming in there with the experience of the big day. Absolutely, and I, and I think that the fact that they've both uh, been defeated in finals before should should ensure that they're going to approach the game, you know, with with, with a really big appetite and hunger, and, and whoever is going to put their body on the line to win those uh, physical tackles will have a huge bearing on the game. And you know, look, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's certainly a, an attractive uh, pairing at 4 p.m. I, I think it's going to. It's going to attract a big crowd. It's going to attract a lot from both parishes and also certainly a lot of neutrals will come in to see the, the talent on show and it's going to be a good hour. Yeah, well, you talk about the talent on show, you know, there, there, there's some huge names on, on both sides. Yes, absolutely. And look at... Um, 
it's no it's no surprise that both clubs have reached the final because um, and the bottom line is that Crosselaw and Mullerhorn they're they're backboning our, our county senior team. You know, they have uh, both sides of four, both sides of four or five um, tremendous inter county senior players, very seasoned, experienced players who are really really the they form the spine of their respective club teams. And you know, for us as as county coaches and county selectors, um, that's really good to see that they have come to the fore then as our season has finished and they've come back to uh, to shine for their clubs. A player that, that stood out for me with the with the county seniors this year was was Sheila Riley. I thought her her player marking ability was second to none, but then her her, her ball skills really developed and now she's become, you know, a great transition player. Yeah, absolutely. Sheila, first of all, is a tremendous uh, one-to-one defender. You know, she she uh, she excels in that one-to-one combat. And, you know, we found as the year progressed that we probably played better, uh, I suppose, in the Mayo sense, going toe-to-toe with our, with our, with our three full-backs and pressing 40, 50 metres higher up the field on the 65 because just developing that trust in your defence, um, it, it's it's really it's really important because, you know, when you want to go on and win things, you can't be relying on, on that plus one in front of you. You're really have to go out and win the ball and Sheila certainly look she has pace she's aggressive she's a really good left foot and um, I'm sure she's uh, really looking forward to the final uh, Damien yeah looking looking maybe on the other side then young star that a lot of people are talking about is Lauren McVitie you know do you think that that'll be the matchup uh, that's highly possible, yeah. Now, if Kira Fittigan is, is playing inside mm, at full forward, maybe Sheila will pick her up or else, um, look at Lauren will probably line out centre half forward and she could go toe to toe with um, Enda's sister Neve, who's, who's a very strong defender in, in the number six slot. Um, Sheila, of course, would give that option that if, uh, you know, if McVitie was, was causing a few problems out around the 40, Sheila could definitely go out and maybe put her on the back foot and try and get Mullerhorn forward through the lines, you know. But um, I think it's important to bring that versatility that you can play both in the full back line and the half back line and um, there's certainly a lot of very uh, very tasty matchups in store I think Saturday Damien Yeah looking at the attacking end from Mullerhorn have Crushlaw somebody fit the whole Ashley Shorten? Um, look at it it will probably come down to a one to one with Nasa Bird I think um, Shauna will probably Shauna Lynch will probably uh, line out full back against of course Ashley's sister Geraldine and mm. look at those matchups will go a long way towards um, towards deciding the victor of the spoils but have they got someone to match Ashleen I think uh, I think you will need supplementary help because Ashleen with her pace and her power she is going to break the line and, and, and NASA of course will stand her up and she'll she'll exact a big impact on the game but look at four or five times in each half uh, Ashleen Sheridan is going to break that 45 and she is going to go for the juggler and in fairness to her you know just the way she's developed her game and her her pace and her physicality and her, her kicking technique is, uh, is excelling um, she is a big big threat so um, Crosslaw will need help there you know the, the 5 and the 7 are going to have to have to tuck in left and right of the D and get tackles in there and um, they'll have to press out strong on the full back line so it's you know that's the challenge yeah it, it, it's it's going to be I was chatting to a man earlier on probably contrasting style Crosslaw would be pacey young 
team where there's a lot of power in, in the Mullerhorn side. Is Kingspan Brefney going to be an advantage or a disadvantage to a side? Uh, I think uh, I think you make a very pertinent point there. Absolutely, across the law, look at in all grades, uh, male and female, and uh, all levels. Look at they play wonderful attacking football, and they probably have a little bit more balance across the team than Mullerhorn. But you know, when, you, when you've uh, when you've Moan and Louise in the middle of the field, you know the challenge there for Sinead McKenna and for Orla Smith is to you know to gain parity. If they could even break 40, 60 there percentage on, on, on the possessions gained, it could be enough for Crossalaw. Um, the big pitch may just suit Crossalaw a little bit more uh, as the game evolves, but um, you know it's it's going to be it's going to be a battle. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a battle, and it's one that I think a huge amount of people are looking forward to. It traditionally they used to have the three games on the one day. Are you a fan of them breaking it up? Um, yeah, look at I know, know there was a very good ju- uh, junior final last weekend, and uh, Ashley Gilson and really delivered with with four eight, which is tremendous for her. Uh, somewhat of a surprise in the, in the intermediate, but look at Garna in, in a final are very 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 hard beaten, and, and and they're fully deserving of their of their titles. Great to see them back up at senior. Um, possibly the treble on the day is a big. Um, is a big commitment, I suppose, to the to the volunteer and to the stewards, and I suppose for them to maybe get a second day out and to showcase the talent that we have across uh, across our, our, our grades of ladies football in Cavan is is attractive, you know. So, and I suppose a four pm game is, is good for people with a shopping day, etc. You know, you can get in and get out. Yeah, yeah, it it, it all leads up. It should be a, a really entertaining game of football. As I said, contrasting styles for me is is going to be the. The vital part. I think you've hit the nail on the head in the middle of the field there, Brian. Though mm-hmm. whoever wins the, the the big spoils in that battle, they're going to set up a very talented forward line on either side. Yes, absolutely. I, I expect I expect Sinead McKenna to go toe to toe with Mona Sheridan, and that'll be that'll be a hell of a game because you know Sinead has a lot of attributes. Um, all and then my cousin, of course, she'll pick up she'll pick up Louise Sheridan, and that battle between the two forty fives will be will be critical. If you even rewind it uh, at, at two weeks, uh, ten days, there was a titanic struggle between uh, Mona Sheridan and uh, Sinead O'Sullivan in the middle of the field with Lacken, and look at. Both girls really, really brought bite and energy, and there there was no standing back in in Bally McHugh that evening, uh, in a really uh, excellent semi final. So I, I'm expecting more of the same. Um, Cross lots full back then, of course. Uh, uh, young Gaffney, she's a very experienced defender, and she's a leader. You know, I've, I saw her earlier in the championship against um, Killagarry in Kendalek, and I thought she was excellent. She really plays from the front, and a, a good player, of course. Yeah, the, going through the the, the the championship, Lorgan would have been expected. Have we seen the end of Lorgan, or is there is there a young crop still to come? Look at uh, the demographics and the numbers. Mean I think they'll always be there. Uh, the fact that they didn't, you know, complete this drive for five this year. I know they had girls travelling. The Lynches were away. Um, Catherine Dolan travelled for the year. And look at uh, the best of luck to all these young students who go and travel. I think it's their right. Uh, it probably did affect their preparations that they probably weren't around to, to, to gel in back to the team. But um, Lorgan Damien will be there. I expect them to be coming back again next year with a, with a bit of strength, with a bit of with a bit of gusto. But uh, overall, they have had a disappointing season in general. Ladies football in Cavan, though, it's very much on the rise, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's great work being done at underage level. You know, you, you, you go you go from early in the year, uh, they are chock-a-block on that 3G, run on their trials and their coaching sessions all year long. In fact, you know, they definitely would 
put in probably you know strip and told they're doing more work than the men at that at those grades uh, at 12s 14s 16s they're putting in a lot of sessions and uh, a lot of good coaching going on and of course the Loretto school has uh, you know they're they're the backbone of, of the last few 16s and Cavan uh, minor teams and a lot of good work going on out there too which is great to see but the challenge now of course is you know can we win that uh, Ulster senior uh, in, in, intermediate champion uh, senior championship with the with the ladies and you know get into a, get into that higher grade and try and close the gap on these uh, Galways Corks Dublin's Mayo you know they're the big four and that is the challenge for for Cavan. Is there any stop in Dublin? No, at the minute, at the minute, uh, in, in, in a very short answer, no. Uh, they have just got the confidence of winning that first one has given them great belief, and I think they're going to do the um, three in a row against uh, you know a gallant Galway team. But I think just all round they're they're, they're going to be stronger. When you see uh, in, in their semi final day, I mean a player like Noel Healy was left on the bench, and when she comes off the bench, it just shows the strength and depth that they have. But the that the quality of their individual defenders like. Goldie is, is, is top-notch at number six and she blotted out uh, um, Kiro Sullivan. That was a good match but uh, you know Cork only scored three points from play in the semi-final and you know to me Dublin would be favourites but it's a final and uh, Galway will be there. They have a few decent forwards but I do not think their defence will hold uh, Sinead Ahern and these quality inside players. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree with you. Before I let you go Brian, you're, you're sitting here wearing the Balignac top. You're enjoying your time out there. Yeah, loving it. Look at Yeah, things are going well Damien and and um, we're looking forward now to our quarterfinal. It's just been shifted out to the fight of the 13th. We have Cullens here in the park and we're really looking forward to that. Training is going well. They've given a massive commitment all year. Uh, we're where we want to be. We're where we expected to be in the quarterfinal. And uh, these are the games that players look forward to. And uh, no, we're going well. And it's a good club and they've lots of uh, lots of youth coming through. They're, they're putting through a clubhouse now. Uh, Noel Delaney is the chair there. They're, they're progressive. So it's good to see because Cavs needs uh, Cameron needs clubs like that to keep it up and keep it strong to try and boost your, your county team and we have plenty of talent coming through Yeah some of the young players in Balignac have really been stepping up Cormac Timoney is the name that everybody's talking about He's he looks he's ready to make that next step doesn't he? Absolutely yeah uh, Cormac is mature he, he he has left and he is right and he has a bit of physicality and a bit of pace and I suppose having been involved in the professional set about the rugby mm-hmm. um he knows what it's about and he's very keen to learn. You know himself and Shane Finnegan, Thomas Smith, Gavin Smith. We have four or five real Kyle Tyler. We have we, we have lots of quality coming through there. But I would say, yes, definitely, I would agree that uh, as regards maybe maybe Graham having a look at him in the spring, uh, Timoney would probably be the number one at that at that, uh, that level. But, yeah. you know, time will tell. Time will tell. Brian, thank you very much. I'm no sure I'll see then, you in yeah. the park on Saturday. Great. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So we're going to look back now over last weekend's action and we start off with the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship. Um... Lorgan, sorry, Lacken against Rammer United uh, finished 
12 points to 11 with a very late injury point injury time point by Connor Bradley um a bit of I suppose a little bit of controversy in this game in the fact that it was a draw game going into extra time um a draw was enough to see Lacken and Ram are both true but Connor Bradley's late point in the 6th minute of injury time put Lacken out of the championship um so a bit of grievance there because there was three minutes indicated on the scoreboard, um, or on the on the by the fourth official, three additional minutes at the end of uh, ordinary time, and it ended up rolling on. Now, why it rolled on is is hard to tell. I wasn't at the game, but going on, on reports or or from a couple of people at the game, there was a number of delays, and it may have been even a tactic by some of the players to try to. To make sure that they, uh, that they, I suppose, wound down the clock or you know took as long as they possibly could go down with 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 head injuries when maybe not necessarily injured. So I don't think the referee is totally to blame here on this one, uh, from what I've been told. But again, get in contact with me on Twitter um, at we are Cavan or or on my own personal one, Damien P Donahue, because. Um, there may be other other side to the story. Eight minutes or just short of eight minutes is what the referee played in total. Uh, Connor Bradley kicked the point. I think Lacken had possession of the ball from the restart again, but just couldn't get it up the field or couldn't get that score. Um, so it ended up with a, a an injury time point, beating Lacken and putting them out of the championship. But um, looking back on the game, even Lacken scored one point in the second half, and I think if they're if they're putting all other issues aside, that's not the sort of standard that Lacken expect from themselves. Now, I know they're missing Thomas Galligan through suspension, so he's a big blow, but, you know, Lacken have enough forwards in the likes of Raymond Galligan and Paul Leddy, you know, mine is there, Niall McKiernan, they should be scoring consistently through a half, you know, so one score, I think it was midway through the second half is all lacking managed, so after a very good first half, obviously, they were, they were leading, I think, five points at half time, um, or four points maybe, but they were, they, the second half, they just seemed to fall apart a little bit, although Jack Brady's heroics, um, as almost the goalkeeper was was worth talking about, he he saved one off the line from Niall McKiernan and saved one off the line in the first half from Raymond Galligan. So you know there was goal chances there in, in it for Lacken and and it was Rammer United centre half back Jack Brady who who stopped it. So I was maybe a little bit critical of his of his positioning. I think he can offer so much going forward, but maybe that's why he's in the back line now. He's He's able to stop them goals going in. I was I was uh, just contemplating them maybe competing with Raymond Galligan for a position in goals in next year's Cavan senior panel, but I think that might be a step too far even. Um, so Ramy United go through to the quarterfinals. Lacking are in ninth position, which means they don't face into a relegation playoff, uh, but have no more football for the rest of this year. Moving on to the second game, local derby between Kingscourt and Shercock, and Kingscourt came away with a four-point victory, 2-8 to 1-7. Um, apparently, Alan Clark was outstanding for Kingscourt. Shercock with a lot of high ball in towards the square, towards Killian Clark, and Alan dealt with it very, very well um, for the Stars. So when you can hold Shercock to one goal or less, you're always in with a really good chance of 
of getting the result there. Um, but once again, Shercock showed how stubborn they are in defence and how hard they are to break down. They've only scored, King scored only scored two goals and eight points, ten scores against them. You know, they're not, I think Castle Rahan got 18 against them, um, but five or six of them in the last, you know, 10 minutes of that game. So they are a hard team to break down and they've, uh, they've, they've definitely left themselves with the, with this, with the tag that they're good enough to compete at senior level, there's no doubt about that, and they'll uh, they'll fancy their chances in the relegation playoff against Mullahorn. I've no doubt they'll be they'll be going in as hot favourites into that one. Um, moving on to Gowna against Killigarry, and again, Killigarry. This was a bit of an upset. Killigarry coming away with a four point victory, two fifteen to two eleven. Um, Connor Smith scoring one five. Darragannon, I think three points, um, three or four points. Martin Riley tagged on three points as well in the full forward line. So phenomenal scoring from the Killigarry full forward line. Dara Kennedy was back as well for Killigarry. And uh, like at half time, Killigarry were in complete control of this game. Gowna just didn't seem to be firing on all cylinders. Um, just looking through their scores, I think Oshin Pearson only got one point. Connor Madden got a goal in the second half. Kean Madden seemed to be leading the charges for Gowna in attack anyway. Um but it was it was definitely a, a well deserved point or two points for Killigarry by all accounts and that result um in turn knocked Lacken out of the championship and put Killigarry into a quarter final. Um, which very few would have said they were going to do coming into that final round. So it's a it's a really really good job done there by Danny Danny the Gunner and Andy McGovern getting Killigarry into the quarter final and Dilgwyn is complete underdogs against Castle Rahan as well. Nobody will give them a prayer. So there's nothing really to lose. They have a shot at nothing there. So it's um it's it's one that you could see Killigarry growing a wee bit. But one thing's for sure, Connor Smith is is setting the stage alight at the minute and, and he's worth the entrance fee alone. So if he can get to that quarter final do. Lavi against Coot Hill. Didn't hear a lot about this game. Uh it finished Lavi two seventeen to Coot Hill's one nine. I think Lavi kind of just pulled away in the end. Um just reading the the match report and the paper and they they were Coot Hill were given as good as they got for a long time. I think Shane Sexton got a goal again, the favourite of the podcast here. Uh, but Lavi just had enough in the tank in the last quarter to to pull away and make it a comfortable victory, putting Lavi obviously into the quarter final and leaving Coot Hill at their bottom of the table and have one chance at staying up. Uh, they faced the losers of Mullahorn and Shercock um, for that relegation playoff. Mullahorn taking on Crushlaw. It finished one six to Mullahorn, four eleven to Crushlaw. Crushlaw again deserving winners in this one. Um, probably from a Mullahorn point of view first 15 minutes Mullahorn competed very well playing against a gale force wind held crush a lot to three points then a mistake with, with Mullahorn coming out with the ball and Shane McVitie who I thought was just exceptional um, he turned over possession simple pass forward Darren McVitie broke off the shoulder I think it was of Stephen Smith and and got the ball coming through one on one on goal and made absolutely no mistake. A great finish by Dara McVitie. And from that then uh Crushlaw kinda pushed on a wee bit. They got a, a a second goal about three, four minutes later, but it kind of looked like it was uh sorry, it was a square ball but just wasn't copped by the officials. Um and the uh the the goal stud it was James Smith standing in kind of at the back post and, and uh 
kind of a hand pass across the goal. He jumped highest, which is very hard to jump higher than James Smith, but he stuck it in the back of the net. Second half, Mullerhorn, they were down we were down two seven to one point, ended up coming back in the second half a little bit, but two late goals for Crushalaw um saw them over the line comfortably. So they they go through to the quarter finals where they're gonna face Lavi. That'll be a, a ding dong battle. Um, and then the final game we heard from Paul Fitzpatrick on the Die Hards podcast earlier on in the week with Cavan Gales and Castle and of course the big news is Cavan Gales have part of company with their manager Ronan Clark um, after this game or on the I think it was the Tuesday um, after this game but they went down 4-7 to 1-8 um, and they were they also lost Shawnee Johnston to a broken arm um, in that game. So it's not just uh, going well for the Terry Coyle base side there, but Castle Ryan just doing what they had to do um, after Cavan Gales getting a good start. But uh, more details of that over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. So just to give you the quarterfinal pairings in the Hotel Kilmer Senior Championship, it's Castle Rahan will take on Killigarry, Kingscourt Stars taking on Cavan Gales, Rammer United against Gauna and Lavi will take on Crush a lot. That's gonna take place next sorry, not this coming weekend, the weekend after, um in venues around the county, I believe. Moving on to the Hotel Kilmer Intermediate Championship, there was two games played, one of them a dead rubber which was Ballymacue against Swanland Bar. Ballymacue went in 115 0 and then Ballinia against uh, Rammer United, finishing 216-1-6. Again, didn't really hear much about either of these games, just that what happens is the uh, Ballinia will go through in second place now as a result of that victory, and Rammer United finished third from bottom, so they're in a relegation playoff against Kilishandra this weekend, while Bailieborough will take on Swanland Bar. Uh, the quarter-final pairings then for the Intermediate Championship are Beltorbet will face Drumgoon, Ballinia taking on Coo Hollands, Drumlane against Arva and Lara against Butler's Bridge and that those games all bar the Balanya Cuhullins game will take place this coming weekend and there's a preview of those over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. The final games of last weekend were in the Cullis Craft Bakery Junior Championship Friday night. All the action was in Kingspan Breffney where Killing Care with a, a last minute miracle goal by Emmett Fitzsimons in off the underside of the crossbar uh, put them through to the semi-final for the second year in a row three goals and ten points they won against a gallant knock bride that conceded or that scored three goals and nine but um, they're, they'll be disappointed with the manner in which Knockbride have gone out of that competition because from all accounts they were probably the better side on the evening but two sloppy goals or two maybe Goalkeeping errors let them let them down, but again there was more detail from that game over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan, the Diehards podcast. Drung taking on Shannon Gales. Um I think possibly predictably that Shannon Gales got over the line on this one. Drung had beat them the week before, but Shannon Gales um would have been favourites going into it. It was more important for Drung to win the week before than it was Shannon Gales. So they finished two eleven to two eight. Uh, victors going through to the semi-final Manugent against Muncher Connacht um, Muncher Connacht getting the victory here 1-7 to 1-5 a, a very good victory for Muncher Connacht um, against probably the fancied Manugent team who reached the semi-final last year but uh, were, were beaten in that one so it's a, an interesting result there Muncher Connacht using the momentum from the group stages where they annihilated Killing Care in the last game 
and come through take that momentum into the quarterfinals where they beat their near neighbours um, only by two points but still they'll be delighted to make that semi-final of the championship and then probably another upset was Templeport beaten Red Hills although Paul Fitzpatrick did predict that his Red Hills would be beaten in this one Templeport um, scored 117 in this one Red Hills 110 but Liam Galligan scored 12 points I believe and was was unnatural he scored seven, six or 7 from open play and all of this coming in the wake of the fact that Owen McCaffrey um, is out injured at the minute. He he picked up a, a head injury, um, I think while away on holidays or something. Owen Doonan went off early in that game against Red Hills. And there's players coming back then for Templeport. The likes of Dylan Ray turned there and Benjamin Kelly looking very good. Sean Dolan was 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 excellent, I believe, as well for Templeport. So along with Liam Galligan, there's plenty of firepower in that Templeport team. And they're getting stronger as the championship goes on. So they'll be looking at their semi-final against Shannon Gales and, and, and thinking, well, look, it is a great opportunity now to get back to the final where they'll, where they'll face either Killing Care or Munster Connacht. So a really entertaining weekend gone by in the in the Cullies Craft Bakery Junior Championship and more to come in the coming weeks. So stay with us here on We Are Cavan for all the reaction to those. So just once again, folks, I want to wish everyone the best of luck in the ladies' finals tomorrow and uh, the, the intermediate championship games that are taking place this weekend. Don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan where you can hear our preview podcast for this weekend's actions and our predictions, as well as our last man standing competition. We're down to the final four. Um, thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Hope you have a good weekend. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvinaise, was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave and it's over the lap and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>